Hey, if you suffered an injury in an accident and would like a free case review, make sure you call the super team at Daspit Law Firm. Free consultations are available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Dial 713-322-HURT. That's 713-322-HURT. Or you can go to the website, DaspitLaw.com. ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Brought to you by Zadok Jewelers, KFNC and KFNC HD2, Mont Bellevue, Houston. the Mobile Veritex Community Bank Studios, located inside the River House at East River Nine. Be lifted to experience the wonder of John and Lance as they commence to birdie the third hole of Del Olalea. Now, that's some golf. I went back to Ohio. Good Friday morning, everybody. John and Lance along with Del out here. Sean Mapes is in the studio. We're going to be here for the next three hours all day long here at East River 9 right downtown. What a beautiful setting. That is just gorgeous. You can see all of downtown here from the first tee. Just awesome. So we want you to come on out and enjoy East River 9 today. I don't think it's going to be a wet day. I think it's probably going to be dry. Odds are. Okay. I'm just saying. Out on the limb. We're not going to get rained out today. Uh, this is like the last, how many days are we going on? Well, we did have a we little, bit, a of little bit of rain this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's been two days where we had some rain. Well, okay. More than a half hour of rain. More than no, that's 20 been, minutes of rain. No. I think it's been over 50 days now. Is it? Is it I yeah, it's it almost two full months. Yeah, yeah, it's probably more. Probably Depends more. on where you are. We haven't had it cover Houston for no. a long time. Probably no, you've got, June. you think there's a Early heat June. dome over Houston, right? No, there and is. And we'll they never have rain again. No, it's called a heat dome. Yeah, I know. Like, but you, I, I, you were telling your dad about it that we'll never. We, you said we'll never have rain again. I think <laughs> that's not what I said. That's what, I think that's what you said. <laughs> I said the meteorologist said the only way that the heat dome leaves is a, cha- a pure change of season, or a, or a big weather weather pattern has to push it out, which is either a hurricane, tropical storm, or a massive front. Uh, has to come through from the north, and that ain't well, happening. Well, what about the, the dew, heat dome? Actually, what about pushes, the dew point, though, Lance? It was seventy-two yesterday. Seventy-two. That's that why a, it was so sucky. It, oh, it that's was a bad hot. thing. 72. Yesterday was terrible. If it's over yesterday seventy, it's hot. considered it's considered oppressive. We were on a, the eleventh tee. Yeah, yesterday was really, and bad. it was just like overwhelming. Oh, the eleventh tee. Yeah, and, it, and you were overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. Yeah. Oh, oh. So I <laughs> early you got to stay in your cart. Yeah. Oh, he doesn't do that. Do you, do you, uh, no, you can't. You got to hit the ball. But then where do you go? Do you have back to the car? Do your caddies in this type of weather? Do they give you an umbrella? They he put an umbrella over you while you swing. Do they hold an umbrella over you while you there swing? There was no caddy. We don't have caddies. So they don't provide that for you when it's this hot. They have someone to hold uh, a jam boy to yeah, hold an umbrella over you. Board. You had a jam boy. We don't have a jam. We didn't have any jam. Not boys even when yesterday. it's this hot. People don't know what jam boy means. Um, <laughs> Rick, he'll unearth that, or did you? I, I, Which one of you unearthed that little thing that I'd never heard of? And then it became it's a true thing. It's and a real it's thing. The wor- it might be the worst. What a jam boy is colonistic thing I've exactly. ever heard. Exactly. While the the English were marauding through countries and colonizing them, when they're on golf courses in India. Um, and you know, doing their thing, they would golf hi- courses in India. Yeah, yeah, they would. That's a thing. Yes, yeah. they would hire l- the locals, <laughs> and to keep the mosquitoes away from the players, they would slather the locals in jam, and so the mosquitoes would, you know, land on the sweet, sticky stuff, the jam, right, right. the jam, and the locals. And what they would do Is that, that what mosquitoes that, go. That out was yes. their pay. That that was that's the no. kicker. That was a kicker. Yeah, the they worst, got to keep the jam. They didn't get paid in money. <laughs> no, they got yes. they got to keep the jam. Yeah, that's all over their body. Yes, yes. that's what they got paid in. First and then all, they went home and get scraped, and the whole family ate. And put it put it on bread. That's I guess cannot be true. true. That it's a, it's oh, a it's historical it. thing. Yeah. Yes, it the happened. Germans would never do that. It's the English. Yeah, they're the problem. Yeah, they would. Yeah. No, oh no, no the no, Germans. No, no, let's not talk about what the Germans. Germans never put anybody to work. They never. They never put anyone to work at all. By the way. Is this a thing that mosquitoes like jam? Don't they like blood? Well, aren't they into like? Did the English well, just not know these are bugs? I'm sure that they would be more attractive to that. Why would they? They, they would like land blood. On s- 
sweet. I mean, if anything, the smell. It, it makes it harder to get through to the blood. All I am telling you is that's what the English d- well, devised to yeah. keep the mosquitoes off and bugs and off of that. And it worked. And it worked. Hey, and you know what? Jam Boy, there's a mosquito over here. Come here. <laughs> yeah, stand by me. Jam <laughs> Boy. So there, there are no Jam Boy pe- Media. He's the guy. That that's, unearthed the, the, that's the trash can stuff. That's John Boy. That's John oh, Boy. It's okay. a little different. Yes, but right. it's so there are no Jam Boys at East River 9, but you can out and play. Yep. You don't have to worry about the rain because when when's the last time we had to worry about the rain? No, you don't have I, to. Speaking of that, I was I was like, you know what? It's a, I got a free Friday night. What am I going to do? There's a show in town. I want to see a concert. And I, don't go to, I don't go to place, but a concert. In t- and I was like, you know what? You like drunk Shakespeare. Well, I might, but I thought to myself, oh, this is a nice facility. White. Is it White Oak? White Oak is yeah. a nice facility, so I'm going to go there. And then I saw, oh, this concert's outside. I, know, I, like, I a- made a terrible mistake. Oh, no. That's Friday. Over. Oh, boy. No. I've already paid for the ticket, but it's, woof. Who's oh. the group? Oh, it's DGD, Dance Together Dance. They're in town. How Are they always on tour? Well, they're not a band that's going to sell a ton of albums, yeah, so I think so they have to. They're popular, but they got to make their money on tour. So, uh, so about 98, I think, I'm going to be spending my time in. Oh. It's not great. Yeah. I did see next week. It's on like in the mid nineties, so it's like mid nineties. Falls here. Nice. Yeah, it's fall. Nice. Nice. I'm looking at the story. We got Hunter Brown against uh, Snell tonight. Mm-hmm. Brown and Snell, and apparently Hunter Brown has changed his windup in mid form in mid season. He's changing his windup, uh, his delivery at least. So this is going to be interesting to see tonight. Is it? Um What's the rationale given? Who wrote it? Uh, the rationale was, I'm sucking. Well, no, what I mean, yeah. obviously there's something technical. Is he worried he tips pitches when he winds up, or is there a balance issue? It probably. I don't know. Justin yeah. Verlander tweaks his stuff all the time. Uh, so I would imagine Hunter Brown is. So Hunter Brown's ch- copying. Changing on the fly. He's growing accustomed to his new normal, the, uh, to his new normal, the altered delivery. Uh, the new motion makes Brown. Uh, the Detroit native less resembled Justin Verlander mm-hmm. and is more compact. So maybe this will change Hunter Brown a little bit because this season has not been what we thought it was. Well, happening. I mean, Christian Javier has a, a very loose delivery, which I think sometimes when it's not as compact, it gets easier, just like a golf swing or a quarterback with a long you know, wind-up. The more compact, the more efficient, the more efficient, the more accurate. That's usually going to be the case. And, uh uh, less likely to get off track. Like Roy Oswalt had a very compact delivery, and he, you know, Roy was very, very consistent with how he threw Rogers. Yeah. <clears throat> Roger Clemens' delivery. Roger knew exactly how he was going. You know, Justin Verlander is a self corrector, which is, you know, is a little bit rare. Um, Christian Javier is kind of all over the place, and I think that's one of the things that hurts him. He's also a high walk guy this year, an extraordinarily high walk guy. So that's, um, that's kind of big. It's something to keep an eye on. I'm interested in, in seeing that. In my old windup, my hands would come up anyway, so it was just start them higher, getting to that point of where I'm going to hand break and go down the mound is essentially the same. So it was okay. What can we do to get to that point and take out some of the inconsistencies before that? Yeah. So yeah, man, we'll see. We'll see how it works out. But Hunter Brown, I'm sure, it would be nice to get him going. It well, should. it'd be nice to get the whole team going at home. Yeah. I'm going with my boys. Uh, the fellas, I've got this is I bought like a six pack of games, four tickets, and this is the last one and one for every month. And so me and the fellas are going tonight and I'm interested in watching, but you know, the fact is they got to start your winning. fellas? You're going with your fellas? What does that mean? Yeah. The guys. Your, my friends. Your kids? Oh. Yeah. No. I thought that's what I thought when you meant boys. The his fellas his, his, his children. If yeah. I were black and said me and my boys are going, what would you think? But because I'm a white guy, I can't say me and my boys. I have to say me and the fellas. I had to dumb it down so y'all would know, oh, that's white Not vernacular for who, friends. Oh. I don't know if you had to dumb it down. but I Not dumb you, it down. But, but you have multiple boys. So I just assume you would take – again, baseball is like a father's Well, I realize when so I, I said boys, it might you might get confused. So that's why I switched yeah, to fellas, honestly. Baseball is this whole father-son thing. I just yeah. assume you would take your children instead of your, yeah, your friends. instead of your friends and so you they know, can, just leave your family behind. Yeah. Not, you know, probably sitting at home, be lathering up with jam or be something. A, <laughs> There's John. Mr. Mr. Well, Mr. Uh, what's your little barbecue place? The other one that you go that you don't eat barbecue, you just drink? L- Lulings. Lulings. 
you're always with your friends. What are you talking about? Uh, that's I not never true. get to see I'm my friends. I'm always home with Who'd my wife. Who you golf with? Your wife yesterday? My wife. She, yeah. You golfed with your wife. My wife, her sister. No, I haven't seen my, my buddies yet, so we're all going to go to the game. We'll have uh, a little happy hour. We'll drink. We'll get some food. We'll go to the game and, and have a good time. And then uh, I'm hoping they win because this ain't good enough at home. I no. mean, they need a, you know. They need to just go ahead and sweep the Padres. This is going to be the hardest game of the, of the set. So the Mariners won last night one to nothing. Luis mm-hmm. Castillo threw a gem. Six innings, eight strikeouts, four walks, four hits. Uh, the Astros are a half game up. They're tied in the loss column. So if the Mariners, they win that extra game, the Mariners win that extra game, they're in a virtual – they're in a tie. Which is a loss. Which is a, which is a loss they because they've the got the series. season series. So – yeah, that was uh, that was a big game, and they're playing Tampa. You would think Tampa could take care of some business mm-hmm. in Tampa against this team. Could get a little help. Could use a little help. Tampa, step up. I'm tired of Tampa. Well, I mean, you do control your own destiny. Just win at home, and it's going to take care of itself. Yeah, you got an easier schedule down the road. Twelve of your next fifteen at home. Yeah, I mean, on in, on paper, it's an easier schedule. In reality, with the way you play at home, it's maybe it's not. Yeah, I mean, so you got to start playing. Like you need to be nine and three out of your next twelve at home. I mean, yeah. you, you just do. You're hitting the ball exceptionally well. There's no reason you shouldn't win nine of your next twelve. Well, the only good Blake team Snell that's coming in tough. is the Orioles. Yeah, and but, but Blake Snell will be tough. I mean, you do have some guys that can hit home runs, and Hunter Brown's giving up some home runs. You you do have some power. Oh no, they're on that, on that. They should be a lot better than they are. There's no Padre pressure. team, and so now you got their best pitcher and one of the better pitchers in the National League pitching tonight. So it's going to be a it's going to be a challenge. Like, Hunter needs to be up to the task because Blake Snell. But the Astros have been ruining some decent pitchers, too. So, although the Yankees, they didn't ruin in, they didn't ruin the Yankees at all. But yeah. let's see if they can't keep the hot streak going. Yesterday, NFL started. And, uh, you know, I think I, I'm not somebody who wants to overreact off, uh, off of one game. But I think one thing is certain. The wide receiving core for – so I've never been a Sky Moore guy. There's a lot of hype for him coming out of college. Just honestly, my my draft write-up, when I watched him, I didn't think there was anything special about Sky Moore. Kadarius Toney has more talent, but he's kind of a psychopath. But And then you have, like, uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who is only a one type of player, just get vertical type of guy. Justin Watson, kind of a, you know, just a journeyman, just a journeyman wide receiver. When Travis Kelsey's not out there, my gosh. Yesterday was one of the worst games I've ever seen for a wide receiver, ever. Kadarius Tony. I mean, Awful. just terrible. Four total drops. One turned into a deflection. It was right in his hands and went to, I mean, just so terrible. It was a it, perfect pass yeah. right in stride. On, in stride. And, and goes and right and deflected a so, so people have stopped it right when the ball gets to Kadarius Tony's hands, which is a perfect pass, and captioned it. This is a Detroit Lions touchdown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> the, the, it's shocking. I didn't horrible. realize it was that bad. But it deflect. Brian Branch uh, uh, got the deflection and 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 ran it in for a touchdown. But it was it was a series of drops. But it wasn't only that though. Pat Mahomes was taking a long time to get rid of the ball because guys weren't open. And I thought. I thought they did. Detroit did a really good job. Ooh, there's a sneeze. There's a sneeze. Yeah. But, you, you. you know, the two things that were most impressive to me. Dell doesn't say bless you every time we sneeze. The two things that were most Anytime impressive to me was uh, the way sneeze. Detroit started really getting downhill as a running attack and, and pounding Kansas City. There were times, like, Chris, Chris Jones made money yesterday on the sideline. Holy crap. Yes, he did. They were... The Chiefs had some real issues stopping Detroit when they needed to on the ground. And then the other thing was Detroit just, you know, Detroit, I think Detroit's going to be solid offensively. They'll be above average. Um, and I saw a lot of the things that we'll see with the Texans in terms of some of the some of the, the, the passing scheme stuff. But the other thing was I just, I don't know, man. I just don't see anything special from Kansas City. I think they have some holes on defense, obviously. Well, they got to help when they get two of their three best players back. They're going to be better, no question. I mean, no Travis question. Kelsey and Chris Jones. How long hurt. is this going to? How long is this going to happen for Jones? And how many losses? Well, I think be? they maybe looked at it last night and said, uh, "We got to get them back on the field." I mean, they, that's what the the Forty Niners gave in to Nick Bosa. The Chiefs have got to get it, give in. I, I think I think they they do. And <laughs> the Bengals gave have, in to Joe Burrow last night. Yeah, last night Joe Burrow became uh, very quietly the highest paid player in football, which is it's two seventy five, it's two nineteen million. How about he's still below De- Deshaun Watson? 
guarantee money. Deshaun's still no. ahead of him by $19 million. Yeah. Well, yeah, but. Deshaun's actually the but, highest paid player. But, no, in, average. In of, Joe, Joe's going to play that contract. That, to no, me, that's, that's. He will, but no one has touched Deshaun Watson. If Joe Burrow all of a sudden sucks, Deshaun can suck as much as he wants. He's 238. It's get it in my bank for Joe account. Burrow to suck. I mean, stop already. How about this? The Bengals, a five-year deal. What What a nightmare. What are you doing? What a nightmare. Well, I mean, you have to do what Joe Burrow wants to do. Well, I mean, I guess, but Pat Mahomes, if you're Joe Burrow, what are you doing? Agents all said Mahomes' deal was a terrible deal. It was terrible, but it's still a half a bill. I mean, it is, regardless, it's it's still half a bill. That's what it says on paper. Do you see his house that he's building? I think he's okay. Well, I think it's going to be yeah, okay. but but we do it for baseball all the time about how bad the AAV is for Fernando Tatis. You know, I mean, his is and he, Fernando Tatis still got over three hundred million. Yeah. Well, by the time it's also yeah, right. What is Mahomes forty five million a year? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, Joe it's Bar- actually less. Joe Burrow just did what an NBA player would do. I I want my my next deal quicker. Yeah. Give me yeah. another. That's deal. all it is. And the Bengals said, and his agent just realizes. Look, let's be real. There's new TV money coming. The gambling money is, is supposed to bring in more money. They think it will, and I think it will too. Ba- and there's internet. There's talk about going internationally. Basically, Joe Burrow's agent, like every agent on the planet, says, I've got enough leverage where I can get to a second contract faster. You're, bet, you're betting on yourself, though. You've got to keep on playing contract. the way you've been playing. True, but like, like you just point out, it's 219 or whatever, $200-plus million guaranteed. It'll be fine. But they also, hey. It's still the Bengals. There's no guarantee in five years they're still going to be willing to spend money around yeah. him. You yeah. just keep. Hey, just Do you really want to lock in seven a, years with the Bengals? Bengals, yeah. That's a, that's a good point. That's a good point. All right. Uh, you know what else is a good point? If you're going to sell your car, sell it to John Clay Wolf at GiveMeTheVin.com. John Clay Wolf put out something that a Tesla was pulling a boat, and he wanted to caption this, and I captioned it for him. I captioned it. The Astros beat that Rangers ass. That's what I captioned it. And here's the deal is maybe when you when you go to give me the com, you can remind John Clay Wolf of that. He's uh he's up there in Dallas and he's a Rangers fan. <laughs> and that's just such a horrible thing to be right now. And because of the Astros and what they do and the Astros are <laughs> their boss, okay? And here's the deal. John Clay, John Clay Wolf is a boss too. You know why? Because he gives you more for your vehicle. I love John Clay Wolf. I love what he does. I like to make fun of him. But here's the deal: is John Clay Wolf is always going to give you more for your vehicle. When you got to sell your car, there's one place to go. It's called GiveMeTheVin.com. GiveMeTheVin.com. You're selling your car. Make sure you go there. I don't care if you're, you're going to go. I'm going to sell it to the dealership. We'll find out what it's worth at GiveMeTheVin.com. The Mobile Veritex Community Bank Studios is currently nestled in the River House at East River Nine, a perfect place to observe the trench. Through the trench with John and Lance. Welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. We're at East River Nine. Guys are already throwing down. I love that. Nice job, guys. Get some shots ball. in before you play. You playing pickleball or golf this morning? Golf. Nice. There's a big pickleball match I know. going on right now. Is there is? Mm-hmm. Oh no, pickleball courts here. Golf, beautiful downtown. It's like freezing here too. It's like forty degrees. It's unbelievable. <laughs> forty I'm, Celsius. Celsius. Yeah, forty no, Celsius. Celsius. Right. Uh, so we need you to come on out today and hang out here. If you have never been, it is really cool. They've done a, a great job here at East River Nine. It's really quick. Takes about an hour, hour and a half to play, maybe, uh, depending on what kind of bets you got going on. Uh, if you, if you, if your guys are giving putts or not. Uh, if you got a, if you got a grind, that's another story. If you got good money on it, you guys are betting big money on it, right? That's, I love that, love that. And they're doing shots this morning. Bar is open. Let's go. Great, a really good restaurant here. I'm telling you, come here and this is a great place to have a party. Uh, this is a great place to have meetings. You and and after your meetings, you can all go out and play golf. But the restaurant is great. Sports. It's uh, like a. It's actually like a a, a sports bar if you want to know the truth, because of all the TVs here and everything else. So it's good. If you've never been here before, come on by and hang out at East River 9. Come see us and say hello. We're here all day long, 
and uh, that is going to be great. So we're we'll uh, looking forward to it all day long here at East River Nine. So um, we started the NFL. So what was the big deal? Because I was watching in a restaurant yet last night. Juwan Taylor was trending mm-hmm. last night. Was he false starting all the time or just lining up badly? Well, but, uh, see, all of the above. Really? Well, his line, the way he lines up is in the backfield. It's going to take one game for an official to hit yes. him twice for that penalty, and he's going to have to switch. If he can get away with it, it's like a pitcher working the outside of the plate. Tackles have been doing that forever, though. Yeah, but that's, this one was aggressive. He's so much further than the left tackle. I, uh, like, it's what not even close. Chris Collinsworth called him. He was saying he was playing slot receiver. <laughs> he was yeah. he was lined up like he was playing slot receiver. Yeah. Even a stance. He was way off. He's got the right leg way back. Like he's basically in a kick stance position, which is not unusual, but he was way back with the right foot. And then he times up the snap like a defensive lineman. He anticipates, and he's first out of his stance. And there were times where he was just – they weren't calling it. Like he was out just a hair before the ball was snapped. Did, did he, he play did it? For, I, I don't know. He probably did it 10 to 12 times. Did he so play so. for the Jags last year? Yeah, the one of, whichever the Bosa play, I think Joey plays for the Chargers. Joey mm. went. Joey Bosa went nuts in the playoffs because because of yeah. yeah. Taylor kept getting that's away. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's Joey right. got that penalized yeah. for it. He kept. He was kept saying, "Look, what are you guys doing?" I he forgot gets about off that. That's early. what it was. Yeah. So he's yeah. been doing it since at least la- the last playoff uh-huh. game. Joey hurt his team. Remember how? Yeah, he was. Furious, Furious. Yeah. He was, yeah. At first, he didn't like being held, and he also kept looking at the guy going, he, he's leaving so early. So now you got never... Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson. A lot of the game was – some of the game was matched up against Juwan Taylor, and so he's already lined up with depth. He's now getting out of his stance early. There was no – there's no chance to beat him to the edge. No chance. And they were sliding protection towards Hayden, uh, Aiden uh, Hutchinson, so Aiden was going to be locked up. So what they did was they, slide, they slid him inside to the guard, and Aiden started to get a lot more pressures. I, I think Detroit, Detroit looks like the team that I expect them to be. I think they're going to be a good team. They're going to be a playoff team. Detroit is the team that, <clears throat> you know, there's a collection of pretty good players there. Josh Pascal made a play late. Andy Reid got way too cute. Or Matt Nagy or whoever's calling plays got way too cute twice. Man, the the Jets sweep stuff on third and two. The, it just They tried to get real cute, and twice it fell apart. Like the Lions were ready for it, snuffed it out, and it, it, turned, it ended up costing them where they had to kick a field goal and they had to punt two different, two different times. Just way too cute on defense. You had a lot of drops, and Sky Moore, guys who were getting their hands on balls and didn't come up with it. No Lions receiver, I mean, uh, um, Chiefs receivers made plays. They got too cute on offense. The Lions beat them up, offensive line versus defensive line from a running standpoint, and Jared Goff was just steering the ship. I thought Jared Goff did a really nice job of being a game manager, making accurate throws when he needed to off of play action. Um, it is, I think we are now, Travis Kelsey out, Chris Jones out, two major, major, major high-impact players. But from a Lions standpoint, I think the Lions are who we think they are, which is a pretty good football team. They're continuing to move forward. They've done a nice job in terms of adding to the personnel. And you look at the Lions, and is there any re- – I mean, other than the – I'm not sure I believe in the 49ers. I don't really believe, in obviously, in anyone in the NFC South. Can't the Lions – I mean, can the Lions – are the Lions up there now with Cowboys and Eagles? Do they deserve to be there with Cowboys? Maybe, Eagles maybe is separate – why cow? Why yeah, are Cowboys know. considered better than? Uh, I don't know that the Cowboys. Why are we considering Cowboys better than the Lions? Because they have that star on their helmet. I don't know that they're demonstrably better than the Lions, particularly this. The Lions we saw at the end of last year, and the ones if their defense gets squared away, I mean they weren't very good last year. Um, we saw them play pretty well thanks to some help from the Chiefs wide receivers. I'm not sure they're going to get more help from a wide receiver core than they got last night. But if that defense continues to improve under Aaron Glenn, you've got a shot to throw them up there into that tier with the Cowboys, and maybe they're below the 49ers and Eagles. But other than that, we talked about it last year. What is what is the NFC? It's it's kind of weak mm-hmm. outside the top two. So the Lions could very well. Uh, jump into that second tier, and then it, with their offensive line, they're gonna that equalizes a lot of things for them. Yeah. Uh, well, listen, I don't think we did. We learn anything from the Lions last night? They're a pretty good football team. No, I think the Lions. But he, listen, you you did not. Uh, and and Mike Tirico had we have we have an asterisk on this win 
because Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones didn't play. I mean, that's stupid. You go in and win in Kansas City, which is extremely hard. It's extremely loud. You had a lot of help from Kadarius Tony. You did, but but you know you're he's you, on their team. You lose some. He's on their team. Yeah, I mean, you lose some also that you think you're going to win. Um, that's how you win in Kansas City sometimes. Sometimes you need a little help, and they took advantage of that help. And then when Kansas City needed to make a play, they couldn't make plays on, on Detroit's defense, and then they couldn't stop uh, Montgomery from getting in the end zone with the uh, 74 yards rushing for Montgomery. I think David Montgomery will do – I think it was a great job. You think about this. They got rid of DeAndre Swift and uh, Jamal Williams. And they talked about they really wanted to hang on to Jamal Williams but couldn't. But now you've added Dave Montgomery. To me, Dave Montgomery's the same as Jamal Williams. And then Jameer Gibbs, who's an upgrade. And Jameer Gibbs looked pretty good. Yeah. Limited carries, he is explosive. They've upgraded the running back position to me. Yeah, I think uh, Jameer Gibbs is going to be really good. Spot track points this out. Overall, Kansas City is 27th in running back spending. 22nd in wide receiver spending, and 11th in tight end spending. That's going to change when Kelsey comes up again. Mm-hmm. He'll be number one. And then Pat Mahomes makes a ton, and when they pay yeah. Chris Jones, when they pay Chris Jones, they're not really going to have money for wide receiver spending. That's one of the reasons they had to get rid of Tyreek Hill. They decided they're going to go with the Aaron Rodgers model, which is great quarterback making wide receivers better. And now, now, I say that, but... Devontae Adams became a premier wide receiver in the league. He was a second-round pick, though. That's why they've never had first-round picks at wide receiver. They just knew that their quarterback would make guys better. But you look at – I mean, well, they gave up a draft pick for Kadarius Tony. They drafted Sky Moore the first round, second round. So they grabbed Sky early, uh, Kansas City. I mean, they understand, Kansas, they understand wide receivers an important part of their offense, but – I would argue that maybe they haven't hit here recently. We'll see what happens with Sky Moore. Why did Andy Reid go for it on fourth and twenty-five? No idea. Three uh, timeouts was fourth and twenty. They had a false start. It goes fourth and twenty-five. They had three timeouts on the two-minute drill. In the two-minute warning. I mean, warning. look if you lo- if you if you if you here's what he's probably thinking: if we don't get if we don't get it. They're going to win. Which well, is which is easier to do, stop Detroit from getting a first down or get fourth and 25? His thought was probably if we stop them, then they kick a field goal It's it's and we just have to score a touchdown. If we punt it, then, you know, I don't know. I don't. Once it's fourth and 25, to me, you punt. The punt doesn't take nine seconds. It was two minutes and nine seconds. Well, it's going to stop any. Well, no. No, that's my point. The punt's not going to take nine seconds. So you get a play, then a stoppage at about a minute 56, and then you have two timeouts. And then you, if you stop them, you still have one timeout left. Like, the play was the yeah. punt. And you got Pat Mahomes. I mean, yeah. I, goodness, just stop them, and you get the ball back. I don't care how much time is left. You got Pat Mahomes, and you need a field the play goal. play calling that decision. It was ridiculous. I didn't think it was uh, the way Kadarius Stoney played. It was a bad game for the Chiefs. It really was. There were bad elements for the Chiefs. Um, Lions did a nice job. As far as our Texans, though, you know, Bobby Slowick talked to the uh, the two coordinators, talked to the, the team yesterday. And one of the things I liked about was interesting about Bobby Slowick talking about the offensive line is he was they brought up the offensive line and Josh Jones at left guard, and the first thing he talked about was center. And he said, you know, it goes back to the center position. And he but he was asked about Jared Patterson, and he said, I really like Jared Patterson because. He's consistent. He does his job. And he that's who he is. Like He's not overwhelmingly no. talented or athletic, but he talked about technique. He talked about intelligence. Well, let's hear it on the other side, right here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5, live from East River 9. But first, we're going to hear about your patio. Yeah, Texas Custom Patios makes patio living and outdoor living, space living, and the outdoor kitchen. They make it easy for you. Um, the process takes – the process is pretty – it's pretty consistent. You go online, for example, you're going to see all the cool – outdoor patios or outdoor kitchens you're going to see the swimming pools you're going to figure out what you want then you're going to have a meeting with them the consultation they'll take you through the process they they'll get the hcat the uh, i'm not hcat but they'll get the cad drawing so you see exactly what it's going to look like the design and and you're going to make a decision based on uh, uh you know when it's right for you and just like for me, I took a couple of months and I decided, okay, I want to do this. And once I made that decision, 
the the progress was almost immediate. Like in the first two weeks, you're really blown away at how fast it goes. And then it starts to slow down because they start to fine-tune and the elements that are going to make it special start to come. And they use uh, the best natural stone and granite appliances for the kitchen. And the end product is going to be something well-conceived, well-built, and you are going to get what you pay for. And it's going to add value to your home. But most importantly... It's going to make your life much more livable outside. Turns that house into a home. It's Texas Custom Patios. Whether it's a kit, whether it's an outdoor kitchen, an outdoor living space, or a swimming pool, they are building it and they do the best job. TexasCustomPatios.com. northern bank of buffalo bayou you will find the mobile veritex community bank studios at east river nine and its current occupants john and lance all right welcome back here east river nine we're gonna be here all day long want you to come on out i mean there are some serious people out here and then there are some people that are not very serious yeah we had a couple the guys you're talking about who are in here getting a couple drinks before they're around one gentleman went out and i say gentleman lightly because i know how golf mean what they mean when golf people say gentlemen he's out there with the backwards hat and flip-flops flip-flops and i asked you at the secret courses that you go to does that guy even get a swing in there's no such thing as a secret course they don't like you talking about that's why secret courses oh yeah there is a course that doesn't like any publicity yeah Yeah. one of your secret courses i don't understand why do they not want they don't don't want the riffraff they don't want they don't want they don't need it they don't want the riffraff lance so and they don't want it and they don't need it and so i don't give it to them so that they don't want it, then I don't give it to them, right? So, um, are you saying that's, uh, that's right? That's exactly what I'm saying. I know where you're going with that one. Yes. Okay, okay. No, that's exactly no, no means no. <laughs> Golf courses can give consent. There's love means love, and there's no, no means, means no. no. Okay, so Say, so buckle up on an extra starter. We want to make sure that. We want to make sure these flip-flop guys don't get on here. Uh, but East River 09 says, yes, your, East, your flip-flops are welcome out here. It's a par-3 course, and we don't have to have the staunchy, stodgy no, we're having fun. Uh, golf. Yeah, they're having we fun. We're having fun here. And I'm glad those guys are having fun. Right. Okay, speaking of having fun, the Texans, uh, well, a, lot, I, a lot of people. Fun? Many people believe they'll upset the Ravens. Many people. <laughs> Who are these people? A lot of people, the streets, believe that they're going to beat the Ravens. Okay. And Bobby Slowick yesterday talked about Jarrett Patterson. Now, Jared Patterson, for those who don't know, he's a center from Notre Dame. He's played center and guard. So he's got position flexibility. When I watched him on tape, he is a, he's a try-hard, do-your-job guy with some limited athleticism, but he is a pretty good run blocker. He's just a little bit athletic, you know, limited athletically. And uh, he steps in to start. And listening to Bobby Sloak, the offensive coordinator for the Texans, I don't think he's too worried about Jared Patterson. Here's his thoughts on the rookie for Notre Dame. The biggest biggest thing that stands out with him is consistency and reliability. Um, you know what you're going to get. He's the same every day. Uh, he's very, very sharp mentally. He's on his calls. Uh, he's on his technique. He gets better every day. He's just extremely reliable for a young offense alignment uh, that, that stood out from day one, really, when he came in and trained camp. Doing the last I, I will make a prediction, and this is not a hard prediction. This is an easy winner for me. It is going to end up being Jarrett Patterson and, and Juice Scruggs at center left guard. That's going to end up being the future of the Texans. Kenyon Green, I don't believe, is going to end up being the future. Juice Scruggs is strong. He's physical. Um, I think he's better suited, frankly, at guard for the Texans in this scheme. And I think that Jarrett Patterson, because he's one of those guys, it's a position where football intelligence and poise and technique are so coveted at that position over some of the physical attributes that I believe Jarrett Patterson will end up being the starting center long-term, not Drew Scruggs. And I think Drew Scruggs will end up being the starting left guard because I think he'll end up being stronger and more consistent than Kenyon Green. I hope I'm wrong, and I hope it's Juice at center, and I hope it's Kenyon Green at left guard. But I'm going to tell you, if, this, if these coaches aren't feeling Kenyon Green, they didn't draft him. So if they're not feeling him, if they think that he can't stay healthy, if they think he's not strong enough or doesn't get better, they will just phase him out, and they'll go with the guys they drafted, which are, by the way, Juice Scruggs, 
and Jared Patterson. And there's nothing an offensive coordinator likes more than a center he feels like he can trust. There's nothing. And they and they clearly like Juice Scruggs. And Juice, by the way, is pretty good. Juice is pretty good. So I think Kenyon Green is, is – I'm not trying to – Sound the alarm. I just think he may end up having a real uphill battle because he's not going to play this year. So only tape he's got is not very good tape his first year and no tape his second year. It doesn't bode well for a guy who wasn't drafted by the Tech. By, no. By this regime. And, oh, by the way, or not this head if coach Patterson staff. plays well and Jews comes back and plays well, yeah, there's, what's the difference? Yeah. No, I mean, you, well, the difference is As opposed is you to putting a guy on, who can't play out the there. The difference is you missed on a position. You missed on a guy that could have been a player that could have helped you. Like, I know everyone says it doesn't matter, and I get that from a, from a single draft, but when you missed, you know, at that level, like, you really want a first-rounder to be a plus star. Well, it's you even want to worse be if Stingley Brentman. doesn't work out. It's even worse. Well, yeah, then it's yeah. then it's a true, yeah, then it's a true disaster. I saw somebody say something about the Texans, yeah, this is the reason they didn't. I, I, I mentioned, I have a hard time believing. I didn't. I, I thought this going into the draft. I was not a fan of Trayvon Walker's as as a high high pick. I think he's a run stopper, no. physical, but I don't think he's going to be a pass rusher. It's. I think this is really going to come back to bite Jacksonville at some point. That Jacksonville had a chance to draft Aiden Hutchinson, and they just drafted the traits. And then somebody made a point on Twitter, like, "Yeah, that's like the Texans. They couldn't draft Sauce Gardner because he wasn't a Texans kind of guy." I'm like. That had nothing to do with it. If anything, trust me, the red flags were with Derek Stingley Jr. They're not with Sauce Gardner. Being a quote-unquote Texans guy, that narrative has been over, frankly, since about 2011 when Wade Phillips came in. Wade Phillips, Wade Phillips was a guy who's willing to take on, you know, Jonathan Joseph had some stuff in his background, weed and all that stuff. Daniel Manning, he was, Wade Phillips made it where the Texans, were a little bit. They actually expanded who they Travis were. Johnson, who they would take a look at. Yeah, and uh, although that was before Wade, but that whole the thing about the Texans don't look at this is some narrative that's been allowed to live on. No, there's they're, they they're not fans of domestic violence, which I'm okay, okay with. But the choir boy thing, people still go with that. Sauce Gardner is a cleaner uh, character prospect than Derek Stingley. Played at Cincinnati. <laughs> what kind of guy does that well, make him? You know what happens. Like there, you got as it. opposed to LSU. He's not the Texans kind of LSU guy. That had not, that has nothing to America. do with it. Huh? Yeah, the the clean the cleanest prospect uh, from a from a character standpoint was Sauce Gardner. Trust me on that. It was Sauce Gardner. Sorry, your name. You go with the name Sauce. Can't be a Texan. Oh, you can now. <laughs> now H- that New Cal is H- out. H- now that the H is there. Now that Jack Easterby's out of the building. Now that. Um, Cal's throwing up H's, has a pinky ring. Um, 100% you can get a guy named Sauce. Do you think the pinky ring was his idea, or did someone send that his way? Here's what I think. I think there was a time that Hannah's like, don't wear your pinky ring. That's not – I think Cal's like, I saw it on – I watched Goodfellas. I want a pinky ring. And so he bought a pinky ring, <laughs> and then she said, I don't want you wearing the pinky ring out to this gala. It doesn't happened. look good. I don't think it just it makes you look like you're trying too hard. And then all of a sudden, once he started leaning into once he threw up an H one time and got all this positive stuff, I think that he said, I I think she may have said, you can try out the pinky ring and just see what happens. You you think he said, well, I don't know why you got to say it like that. No, you said it like that. I know. I said, I saw it on Goodfellas. I I saw it on Goodfellas. I'm not doing this. I'm not intentionally (laughs) slowing my mouth and And making my tongue. And not enunciating words. Why is your your tongue so heavy? Uh, Why is your tongue so heavy when you do the cow impression? I think the cow wanted to have a sweet pinky ring. I thought she thought it wasn't really acceptable out of galas. And then once cow started getting a little heat behind him where the people started liking his rebrand, I think that he decided to trot it back out. I don't know if she gave him the thumbs up or if Cal did it, but I'm I'm about sixty five percent sure that that's how it happened. Did you, that she gave permission for? The do you run into people out. who go, man? I I like what Cal's doing. Oh yeah, who always like who says that? Who oh my gosh, that? it's on all over Twitter. I I can call. Well, watch this seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Right, right now, right out of John's playbook. Right, right now. If you like what Cal's doing, <laughs> prove to these knuckleheads. Oh, we, this is all over Twitter. People love his rebound. They love his new shirt with his own logo of the sunglasses and everything. You know, you've seen that shirt, right? The sunglasses yeah. Yeah. and the mustache. Yeah. 
that's a logo shirt that they're actually selling, that people are buying and showing up at stadiums. I guarantee people love the new cow rebrand. Uh, it's much better to have that cow than you like the other cow. No, no. This I time don't. of social injustices, we no, must no, no. knowledge is power. Strive. No, the hostage video. No, no. that knowledge was awful. Do you like power. this no. flipping burgers and throwing up the H? Do you uh, like no, that better? what I like is Hannah standing right next to him answering questions. That's what I like best. That's a new version too, and I'm fine with that. Yeah, that's part of the new version. Right. That's what I'm talking about. Everyone loves a new rebrand. Uh, you know who rebranded? Uh, not really, but kinda. Garrett Cole. There is a quote. Did you see this quote going around from Garrett Cole? Yeah. This post game. He's getting saucy. Uh. It is really, really telling, and we'll give it to you on the other side right here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Right now, though, I've got Chastang Ford. Chastang Ford. I drove my electric truck here. I just love it. I just I got to tell you, people, if you drive around the city, it is, this is like the best vehicle ever. I love my truck. And if you are looking for a Lightning, you can get them at Chastang Ford. And they've got the, actually the prices have gone down. This is a great time to buy if you're looking for that electric truck. It, the, the, there's nothing better than F-150. But they got all the F-150s. So maybe you want you want to ruin the environment. That's fine if you want a gas car. You know, that's fine. You can just go ahead and do that. But I'm doing. I'm 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 helping the world. You can do what you want. But here's the deal. Is you get it a Chastang Ford. You're going to help yourself when you pay less for your F-150, F-250, F-350. When you get it with the way you want it, not the way that the dealership wants to get it to you. When you get it at the price that you want it with the, and I'm telling you, for me, they said, no, Ford financing, no, it's more expensive. We're going to go with this bank instead. And we went with the bank instead. And they said, we don't care if Ford likes it or not. We're going to go with the bank instead because you've got a better right here. And that's what they do every single time. Not just for me, for everybody that goes into that dealership. So you're looking for that Ford car or truck or pre-owned vehicle. Gold certified pre-owned vehicles right now on that lot that you're going to get a great interest rate, the best interest rate you can get on a pre-owned vehicle because it's gold certified. It happens every day at Chastain Ford on 610 at Homestead, not Hempstead, just five minutes from downtown Chastain Ford. Johnny G's not going to have to travel far to make today's tea time. He's already at East River 9 in the Mobile Veritex Community Bank Studios and broadcasting live with his swing coach, Lance Z, and angry caddy, Dello. Angry caddy, angry caddy. <laughs> Welcome back here on ESPN. I'm not as caddy, Spencer. My Never time. be as yeah. caddy. Yeah. Boy, Jeremy and Joel dislike Spencer. They were going after him hard. Why? Because of things he said. Oh, uh, Jeremy kept saying, "Well, he scored two touchdowns in his NFL career." Um, and go, I'm like, "What's the issue?" Sh- uh, Spencer's are, just reading. Are they aware that what, it's a, just, this is about Frank? Frank is the us. one yeah. writing. Spencer's stuff. just reading what's written. He doesn't even know those guys. Maybe, no. maybe he does. I don't know. I would, I would point out to those actually two that he probably knows that. that like, get that, off Spencer. that Frank is using Spencer to take out his aggression on you. So if you have yeah. an issue, <laughs> yeah. so, so you have an issue, then it's with Frank, not Spencer. Ooh, did you guys hear what Spencer said about you? <laughs> yeah, I can't keep. I can't control that guy. Um. Okay, so Garrett Cole. I usually like when cousin Greg is is uh, is upset, and today is no different. Well, no, this is a story. So the other night, uh, Giancarlo Stanton hits a two run hits a two run homer uh, to give him the lead in the sixth inning. Okay, so that put him up three to one. Garrett Cole goes on to get the win. He was down. They were down one nothing. Uh, Cabrera single to tie it, and Giancarlo Stanton won it, won it for him in the sixth inning with a two-run homer. Here's a story about by Garrett Cole talking about his relationship with Giancarlo Stanton when Stanton was with Miami and Cole was in Pittsburgh. I can't remember the year, but Giancarlo and I caught up in the outfield in Miami. Going into a start, I think I was closing the series off, and he asked me, he said, he said, hey, you know, could you just give me a fastball down the middle tomorrow? And I'm just going to go the other way. I need, to, you know, I need to find my swing. So I was locked up with Joe Fur for like seven innings, and I got to Giancarlo for the third time around. And, you know, not being one to go back on my word or, or shy away from a challenge, I gave him a, 
I gave him a fastball right down the middle. But he totally reneged and clobbered it off the uh, fish that was still out there in left center and tied the ball game, and I lost the win. And to leave it at this, he just totally redeemed himself tonight getting me that win. So, Are you kidding me? Guys are telling guys in the outfield, hey, groove one for me, and you're going to do it? You know, Roger Clemens is millennials. turning over in his grave right uh, He's now. alive, but oh, yeah. millennials. See, what they'll the do stuff league? like that. You know who would never do that? A Gen X like Roger That's Clemens. That's throwing a game. Uh, well, at that juncture of the game? Yes. Man of my word. In a, in a tie What game. is this, mafia stuff? I'm a man of my word. I have to come down the middle. And Giancarlo Stanton, he's a rat. And this guy's Giancarlo. Yeah. You got beat I think by, it was Mike then. You got beaten by. Remember, he was Mike then. Huh? He was Mike Stanton then. No, you don't remember wasn't. that? Yeah, at one point it was, was Mike His Stanton. name was We've Mike Stanton. We've had two Mike Stantons? Yes, yeah. he was Mike Stanton. How was a Giancarlo ever a Mike? Well. I'm sure that was his name. To get to the, he changed it to Giancarlo. Well, I think he Giancarlo was his name, but Giancarlo's he, went, his he never. Name. He always but he went, went with Mike. Mike. Yeah. But he, then he changed. Then he went. He back was Mike to his name. for years in Miami, and then and then he became Giancarlo. He, but are you kidding me? You're you're grooving one down the middle because he asked you to, so he could get his swing. Yeah, that's and weird. You believed it. That's where Roger Clemens. If I'm a would, pirate, Roger Clemens would. Oh never. no. Greg Maddox would Bob never. Bob Gibson would put one in his ear hole. Yeah. Um, never suggest Randy, that I'm Randy, one. do you think Randy uh, Johnson, Johnson is going to – Oh, yeah, I'll groove one for you in on your what, hands. Yeah, watch this. I'll throw this in on your fastball and on your hands you at better, 90, you, better be out of, you better be out of that box in a hurry because I'm coming at your head. I know. Uh, Justin Verlander would never do that. No. I mean, is this is this regular in now, baseball? Now, to be fair, I do think that – Christian Javier would do that. And maybe this <laughs> is what's oh, what are you No, no, this might be what's happening. Well, do you think, listen, Lima was accused of it with Sammy Sosa. He was. He was. So now all of a sudden it maybe yeah. has. And even at the time I thought it's possible. Yeah. But uh, although he hated he, no. he hated uh, that the thought that that was going on. But um, think about this. I think I figured out what's going on with Christian Javier. I know he's got an ERA in his last 11 games of a seven nine six or whatever, but and he's given up, like, a record amount of home runs or something. But maybe a bunch of guys are meeting up with the inf- in every game. They're meeting up in the outfield like, hey, could you groove one down the middle? And he's like, God, why is everyone asking me this? I don't want to go back on my word. Here's one right down the middle that you can hit out of the park. Maybe that's what's happening. Well, I do have to give it up for, for Cole for being a man of his word. And Stanton, you're a rat. You're a rat. You told me you were going to go the other way, and you homered off of me. This is it's unacceptable behavior by you, Stan. That's a move that Tommy Pham would have slapped somebody off of something like that. That was not Garrett Cole. That was Kermit. No, that wasn't Kermit. No. That's how he talks. I don't know if you heard. That's, That's how he talks. we got rid of him because there's no base in yeah. his chest. Is PJ still there, Sean? Let's get PJ in here. Let's talk about the Kansas City Chiefs. What do you say, PJ? Hey, what's going on, guys? Good. Yeah, how you doing? and that. That left tackle, they finally called a flag on him in the fourth quarter. It kind of cost the Chiefs almost the game. But I just want to get you guys' opinion on them looking at Mike Evans because I think for the first time they missed Tyreek Hill, and it showed up last night because those wide receivers are, are trash. And Just get you guys' opinion on them kicking the tires on Mike Evans with the Buccaneers situation. I Do they have the money? That's the first question. That's the first question is, do you have the money? You secondly, the, yeah. secondly, the, you know what? Those wide receivers were just fine when Travis Kelsey was around. Uh, now, it, Tony had a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Uh, it's not a little slot. He's, like he, it's just, he was, it's that not, was one of the worst, worst games by a wide it's receiver. Not down the, it's not down the field. He's also kind of a volatile guy. Um, I don't, I don't hate the idea from PJ. I kind of love the idea about Mike Evans, but you're right. How do you pay Mike Evans, who wants a new deal, and Chris Jones when you already have Travis Kelsey on the team and you're doing and you've got a deal for your quarterback? You've already got Mahomes' deal. I don't think they can afford it. I mean, at some point, uh, Trent McDuffie is going to come up, and it's going to you're going to have to pay him. I just don't think they can afford it. I don't think they can afford Mike Evans. That's the problem. I love the idea of Mike Evans. I think that would be a great deal, but you'd have to deal, you know, you'd have to deal Sky Moore um, in exchange. You'd probably have to deal Sky Moore, and then you probably need to move some salary out of there just to help you out. I'm, I'm almost positive they couldn't 
do that cap-wise. You can always make room for guys cap-wise, or you could always sign guys and and really just push the guaranteed money to diff- or the uh, you know push some of the. You can go low on the salary. You spot actually- ca- spot uh, spot track says they have twelve million dollars in cap space. Hmm. Well, Chris Jones is going to gobble up a lot of that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, if you can, and you can, if you can manipulate, if you not can, if you extend him and don't don't put any money, extra money on this year, he's yeah. already in the cap. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. You can. Yeah, you're right. That's true, and you can, uh, you know. But I'm talking about you can't do signing bonus stuff because signing bonus will be prorated into this year. So if you did, you know, if you did, and most most teams are doing guaranteed contracts and lesser. Smaller signing bonuses, so you could do that. Yeah, they actually could manipulate the cap to get Mike Evans, actually. That might be something they want to consider. If you were to win a Super I, this these guys aren't good enough. You have to have Kelsey have a great year, and then you have to have one of those guys step up, maybe two of them. Oh, let's play this game. I'll let you both play here. Okay, who's better, Dalton Schultz or, or Noah Gray? Not Noah Gray. Um, yeah, it is Noah Gray. The tight end for? Dalton Schultz. Okay, well, all right. That's Tegan Katoriano or Blake Bell, the belldozer. I don't I haven't Push. seen the belldozer do much. Caught a touchdown yesterday. Yeah, well, okay. See, Tegan Katoriano is, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to say. Fine. I don't, I, That's fine. That's fine. Kadarius Tony or Tank Dell? Tank Dell. Easily. Nico Collins or Sky Moore? Nico. So we're saying the worst, one of the worst wide receivers, one of the biggest weaknesses on the Texans is better than the Chiefs. It's, other than Kelsey, it's better than the well, Chiefs. Well, but Kelsey changes a lot. No, I know Kelsey's yeah. a bit, but all these other four players? Yeah. Well, there's a reason. That and the Texans, this is considered one of the biggest weaknesses for the Spot Texans? Track pointed it out this morning. Look, at, They don't put anything into these into these positions. Well, that's that's not 100% accurate. Running back? Sky didn't... Moore's a first-rounder. Like, he's on a rookie contract. Kadarius Tony's still on a rookie contract. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's part of it. That's part of it. And they did trade a draft pick for Kadarius Tony. Um, you know, they've tried to what they've done. The Marquez Valdez-Scantling was a, you know, he was a free agent acquisition. They've tried. Juju. They got rid of yeah, Juju's gone. Yeah, it was a yeah, one-and-done yeah. guy. But um, I think that's pretty interesting that you think Tank Dell is better than Kadarius Tony. I don't know that he actually is, but he actually might be. Oh, would you rather he have Kadarius No, I'd, I'd much rather have Tank Dell. Yes. yes. And I mean that. Yeah. I mean, I, I Tank, and a lot of it has less to do with Kadarius's talent and more to do with his attitude he is a he is a problem waiting to happen um but Bell nico collins nico collins versus sky Moore. i think that's about a push i don't think there's some big advantage for for sky Moore. i honestly don't everyone was so hyped on sky Moore. i never saw it um blake bell uh, uh noah gray i mean i guess nfl people might take no who's taking noah gray over dalton schultz dalton schultz over noah gray and then Blake Bell versus Tegan Catoriano, people are like, who cares? Who cares? Kelsey, obviously, is the huge advantage. But I think it's interesting when you look at a weakness for the Texans and you compare it to the Chiefs, it's better than some of the Chiefs are head-to-head. Why wouldn't they go Mike Evans if they could? Uh, they're in the middle of a – Yeah, no, they're in the middle of a great run. Why? They're in the middle of the run. Why not throw And if the, they need it, go get it. Right. It's like an Astros thing. Yeah. Yeah. Why not try to just keep bolstering, keep that window open to a certain level? What would you have to give up for them? I mean, you'd, I think you have to give up. Man, do you give up a first for a wide receiver that's been around that long? He's over 30 years old, I think. Like, man, what do you give up? You might give up, like I said, you might give up Sky Moore in a, in a, in a second rounder. Yeah. Maybe, because it's oh. a late second. Bye, Sky. Bye. Oh, I'd do it. Yeah. Oh, no, Mike Evans over. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I'd do it. Mike Evans changes a lot for Patrick Mahomes. With Kelsey, Mike Evans? I actually like that idea. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. And they got $12 million in cap space, according to Track. That's according to